I still wanted to storm chase, but I, I wanted to put down the camera because if you can't convey, for me personally, if I can't convey my emotions, and that's the number one thing that I want to do is convey my emotions so others can feel it, then I'm failing as an artist. Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we share our journey and how photography have given us hope, purpose, and happiness. And today we have someone very special, someone that's very passionate about chasing something that's quite different than what most photographers do, the storm. And it's always been my dream to um, you know, chase the storm. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be able to talk to Justin. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Well, actually, before I ask that question, what makes you start photography? Like, what is that one thing that makes you, you know what? Photography is cool. I want to do more of it. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people think I started out with storm photography. That's actually not the case. I, uh, back in like 2016 or 17, met this guy named Matt Blue Jay at a rock festival. I'm a huge rock fan. Love going to rock festivals. And uh, he had a couple of prints that I wanted. So I met up with him. He signed them and you know I bought them and I actually wanted to start out with my photography journey as a concert photographer. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people think I started out with storm photography. That's actually not the case. I uh yo, what's going on, man? I think you're still muted. Us to unmute. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hey, hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Can you hear me pretty good on these uh, headphones? Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. It's, uh, it's pretty good quality. Okay. All right. How's that sound? Does that sound better? Oh yeah. Yeah. You sound good. I just want to make sure these headphones sound okay versus uh, maybe just using the computer audio. Now you're good, man. How's things? What's going on? Ah, things are good, man. Things are good. Just work's been busy. It's been pretty hectic. I've been kind of under the weather the past day or two. So yeah. just going through that. But, but yeah, can't complain. Just ready for storm season to get here. Are you uh, back out chasing yet? No, no, I've got about uh, two weeks left of work, and then I'll be, I'll be heading out after that, taking a few months off and chasing. Nice, sick. And is uh, has the storm brewed, brewing already? Ah, uh, yeah, there've been a couple of setups already. Uh, there's actually a setup tomorrow that I'm considering going down for, but I'll have to do it after work. It's like five hours away, so it'd be a, it'd be a big investment and gamble. Just even, I probably wouldn't make it in time, but yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna look at some model data tonight and uh, kind of make up my mind in the morning, I guess. Cool. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. How, how are things going for you, dude? Yeah. Doing some pretty well, pretty well. Um, like being uh, in Bali for, um, for a while now and just like, you know, being with family and stuff. So that's good. So kind of put the travel part aside for now. Um, but I'm going to Nepal in about what, less than a month now. Yeah. Wow. Oh, time man. flies so going to nepal in about a month and uh i'm not sure i want to go somewhere at the end of the year as well um i'm thinking back to canadian rockies and oh, 
Yeah, that would be so nice. And then I was thinking like to do what I wanted to do when I was there, um, you know, like, so be there until like March and then um, drive down to um, the States and do storm chasing. But um, I'll have to see because like, <laughs> yeah, that's one hell of a, like, that's one hell of a trip, right? Because if I, because I want to be there during the large season, that's when um, the alpine um, pine trees turn to yellow and stuff. And that would be like so sweet. So uh, the transition is actually the best. And that's between like around October, November, probably all the way to December. And then after that, it's kind of just flat, you know, ever too much snow and all you can see is just everything covered in yeah. snow, water and um, water and land. So it becomes less interesting um, and then become more interesting again towards the end, like the spring, because it's you can start doing the hike again, um, you know, and chase like a lot of the, the Milky Ways towards towards the spring. So that would be nice. But yeah, there'd be like two months. I guess I could do snowboarding. So it's not a bad thing. But yeah, I don't know, yeah, man. Not only that, but uh, man, we're getting so many uh, solar storms right now, dude. Might be able to get some good overhead stuff. Has it Has it been, um, I haven't been checking it for a while, but has it been like a lot more active recently? Has it? Yeah, yeah. We're coming out of that solar minimum now. So we had a M-Flare launch uh, a day or two ago. And uh, I'm not sure if it's impacted right now, but I know they had a pretty good show in Alaska last night. Um, I think if this is the same employer I'm thinking about, they issue the watch for Wednesday. So mm. if it is, it's really slow moving, but you never know, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because like usually I'll see like everyone in Canadian Rockies would be like, you know, posting a <laughs> shot and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to be back. Because I, I want to go to like um, Norway as well. That would be pretty sick to, to go there. So um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. There's so many places I want to go. It's just so hard, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, now I'm just like here, I'm planning to do like a, an NFT event here in Bali. So, um, that's, that's kind of exciting yeah. as well. That would be, that would be pretty sick actually, especially if you can get a good crowd there, like get it, people to fly out to it. Oh man. I, I don't think it's that hard, you know, cause like everyone want to come to Bali. Right. So, um, I definitely want to visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, I'll, I mean, it, you know, if that's something you're interested in, I'll, uh, I'll keep you at the back of our, my mind, you know, and, um, we're looking for guests and stuff. Um, um, I'm not sure yet if we can afford to pay speakers, but I'm hoping so because I hate getting people to do something without paying for it. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm 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 just putting a proposal together now, talking with like the local community, um, local NFT community, and um, <clears throat> also the local exchange. You know, like um, like the like the Binance version of Indonesia um, type of thing. They have like a oh, hub here. So um, I've been oh, chatting with, yeah, uh, I mean, every, every country have their own kind of exchange, right? Apart from like the Binance and the coin, um, well, Coinbase, um, the popular one. So yeah, I've been talking to them and, you know, um, hopefully they say yes. Um, but I don't know. Did you go to any of the NFT event? Dude? Uh, I went to Art Basel, which really wasn't an NFT event, but, you okay. know, they had some NFT things going on. Right. And uh, I did fly out to eat Denver. Uh -huh. I didn't even go to any of the events because it was just a it was a train wreck of a mess, man. Like oh, I got it? there like super late Friday. I could have went out Saturday, but I was just I wasn't feeling it. So I just hung out with some friends, you know, met a couple of friends and didn't even like go to any of the events pretty much. Yeah, but, yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. And what's the event like? Is that mostly like networking and exhibition? Is that how they usually set it up? Uh, yeah. I mean, the East Denver event was, from what I heard, it was a little bit different just because it's more so for, for like, like engineers and programmers who are, you know, building, 
building different things on the Ethereum platform. Um, obviously, there were some, you know, like NFT events that kind of surrounded it, but it wasn't actually part of the official Ethereum uh, ETH Denver uh, conference. They have ah. one or two things NFT related, but that was yeah. on top of a ton of other things. So it was more of a crypto event. Yeah, but you just make connections and, you know, yeah. hang out with people, talk, that type of deal. Party. Yeah, sick, man. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking to do that because, like, Bali is pretty sick place for that, right? Um, like, you know, um, have, like, a general admission and then a VIP and then, um, the and then like, the, like, I don't know, VVIP, I suppose, if we, we're going to put a name for it. And then the VVIP yeah. will get access to this, like, private, like, party um, by, like, the cliff or something like that. And I was thinking to do like um, a mastermind program and stuff at the end of it, you know, just to like help people who really want to achieve something um, by the end of the, by the end of that mastermind, right? Like yeah. whether it's like, you know, they just started, they want to get to know what, what's NFT um, or like, you know, they're like, want to learn the marketing side of it and, you know, those, those kind of stuff basically. So yeah, yeah I, I think it'd be really cool to like bridge that gap between the people who been wanting to try it out but you know don't know uh versus uh and the people uh, and the nft world basically right because what i really hate is that um i i start seeing this i mean you know when it first when you guys when the og started it you know like um you know when um cactus and stuff like that right um it was yeah. pretty good setup and then um <laughs> now we come into where a place where um kind of everyone just hope to get in and they just do whatever it takes to, to do that. And, you know, and like, I mean, like I've seen arts that's selling for like zero, what was that the other day? 0.003 ETH. And I was like, well, I get what you're trying to do. Right. Um, but it's killing the market and it's killing the whole idea behind the NFT. Like, you know, it's like, we're just back to the, the normal thing now of selling prints. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, like doing addition, like I look at additions as print work. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Like addition makes sense, you know, but one of yeah. one, man. This was but one of one. 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 Nah, this was nah. one of one at zero point. It's not even like you, I think your addition was zero point zero four, right? His yep. was zero point zero six or zero three or something. So it was like really cheap. And yeah. um, yeah, I I don't <laughs> know, like um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how it all changed. So um, I think, you know, I mean, if you have a plan behind it, you know, on, you know, what he's planning to do forward and how he's going to use that, then, okay, fair enough. But if you just do it for the sake of doing it, then, you know, that's going to be a problem because then, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all the, 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 the education that I'd love to, like, bring to the table, you know, like um, why you jump in there and, you know, what, what, what happened if you do A and how it impacted others and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, um, so the podcast um, is more about, um, well, first of all, do you have any um, piece or collection that you want to promote in the podcast? Uh, I, normally when I do podcasts, I try to actually kind of keep the NFT side out of things or like limit it. Yeah. Um, we could totally talk about it. I'm totally fine with it. But uh, I don't really have any, I mean, I have like a super rare drop that I'm going to do later this week, but okay. I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday. That's cool. I still yeah, gotta I, write up everything about it. Um, yeah. You know, we could talk some NFT stuff. I don't mind at all. Um, yeah, so just wherever you want to go with it, basically. No, it's not going to be heavily. That's what I was going to say. It's it's uh, it's more about you and your journey as a photographer, 
And of course, yeah. the NFT part gonna you know gonna touch. We're gonna touch base to the NFT part because you kind of landed on that. So yeah, probably true. gonna be like you know the last 10, 15 minutes as it kind of because that's that's where you end up right now, right? Um, mm -hmm. But basically, it's like um, think of it like we're hanging out in a cafe, and you know I'm just we're just getting to know each other, and that's that's what I literally do. <laughs> like you know I don't yeah. know much about you, and I just like I just want to get to know you as a photographer, right? What's how like how you started, what makes you excited about it, and all this stuff. So. Uh, yeah, just um, just go with that. And um, also, when I ask the question, um, you know, feel free to to elaborate, but try not to go on to the next topic. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, the, the reason behind that is like, so we have this interaction so that I can ask the next question and that makes it more interesting instead of you like having a monologue of it. Um, and yeah, so towards the end, um, the the thing that I always ask my um, podcast guests is if there is one advice that you could tell any photographer or creator out there, what would it be? So that's something that you could think about um, now as we talk or whatnot. Um, and then <clears throat> that's when I will ask you, you know, how to find you and stuff like that. So if you do want to give a plug to, I don't know, your workshop, your prints, your NFT, feel free to do that. Um, I will put the link on the description. Um, I usually put three links, um, um, website, Facebook, and Instagram, but I think you're more active on Twitter instead of Facebook, so you could do Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, if you have any collections or any photo that we're ta we've talked about, then I will include the link in there as well. Um, but yeah, apart from that, man, just pretty chill. Um, just pretty, um, um, you know, nothing... It's not like I don't have a list question, like literally. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. you just go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, it's just like hanging out. Um, so, uh, what's that one thing that I wanna I wanna say? I forgot now. <laughs> I don't know. It'll it'll come out. But um, I so we'll start a, a little intro. I just say you know welcome to the podcast. Um, and then um, I'll introduce you a little bit. Um, you know, and then from there I'll say, hey, Justin, how's it going? And then, you know, you can say hi back. And then that's where we start with the question. I'll start asking you a question and stuff. Cool, cool. good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, do you want to grab last minute water? You got your water there. Perfect. Do you want to do last minute uh, bathroom break? Uh, I probably should do that right yeah, quick. Because okay. <laughs> it's a good I'll idea. Right. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> no right worries, back. Man. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let's get it on. All right, let me just make sure it's recorded.
There's this one time where I did like the whole podcast and I didn't press the record button. So, oh, all right, man, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wow. embarrassing. I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Mistakes learned. All right, man. Um, all right, uh, let's get it started. Hey, Wiki Hunters! Welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we share our you know, journey and how photography have given us hope, purpose, and happiness. And today we have someone very special. Um, he is um, you know, someone that's very passionate about chasing something that's um, quite different than what most photographers do, the storm. And it's always been my dream to um, you know, chase the storm. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be able to talk to Justin. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Stanley, man. Thanks for having me on and uh, waking up at, what, 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning to do this? Yeah, I'm man. Trooper. <laughs> no way I'm waking up that early. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. I've been trying to change my routine and stuff, so it's, it's kind of helped me. You know, it pushed me to wake up early. Um, but yeah, what's, um, so, you know, like I've come across your work, um, I think it was last year, early last year, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of storm chasing because um, that's one of the highest bucket list that I've, I've wanted to do and you know I've almost done it because uh, but if it wasn't for the pandemic um, but what well actually before I ask that question what makes you start photography like what is that one thing that makes you you know what photography is cool I want to do more of it uh, you know it's it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people think I started out with storm photography that's actually not the case I uh back in like 2016 or 17 met this guy named Matt Blue Jay at a rock festival. I'm a huge rock fan, love going to rock festivals. And uh, he had a couple of prints that I wanted. So I met up with him, he signed them and you know I bought them. And I actually wanted to start out my photography journey as a concert photographer. Uh, um, I just love rock festivals so much. You know, it was just, it was my thing. And I always wanted to get into that and meeting him just kind of inspired me to pick up a camera. Well, little did I realize that rock like rock photography in general it's very hard to get into a lot of the people who are at these major festivals or work with these headliner bands they've been doing it for you know 10 15 20 years before they even get to that level of expertise to shoot those concerts so uh i just kind of i kind of let that go and i started looking for other uh other genres of photography to get into um i started looking at general landscape photography wildlife photography and astrophotography, you know, those things that um, nothing ever really clicked with me uh, as far as, you know, just filling it in my soul, like that's what I wanted to shoot until I came across a random uh, random cloud that I knew nothing about in the state of Minnesota in 2018. And uh, that's kind of where the passion started for storm photography was just driving along to, uh, to a travel contract that I was working in, ended up uh, running across this cloud. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then something clicked, you know, something, it was like that little something inside of me said, man, like, this is it. This is what I've been wanting to do the whole time. That's so cool, man. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, concert photography or, you know, rock photography would be so sweet. But um, I would just say, you know, I'm glad that um, you, you, you decided to keep going because your, your storm shots are just, um, you know, they're, they're different. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I really enjoy um, the most about it. Um, so how long did that take you to kind of um, come to that conclusion or, you know, come to that uh, moment, uh, light bulb moment and come across that experience that made you say, you know what, this is it. Like, 
like I know that you kind of share that a little bit, but just tell us a little bit about it. Like, what was it? What was it about that moment that makes you feel like this is what you want to do? You know what I what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's I think it's the connection that you have with Mother Nature. Um, you know, people find those connections in various places, and you know, again, that's what photography is all about. It's about helping people connect with Mother Nature, usually in some way, shape, or form. That's portraits included. You know, I think a lot of people. Forget that you know. As humans, you're a part of nature. You know, it's not just animals and trees and mountains. You are a part of nature. What you do in life is, you know, detrimental to what happens in nature. Um, but I think for me, what really clicked was just seeing the storm and feeling the winds getting swept into the storm. You know, having my phone go off with this loud noise because I had a tornado warning on it, and I just, the adrenaline started building and see this cloud just rotating underneath this uh, storm. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't even a beautiful storm. It was, you know, I look back at that now and I'm like, I would have never pulled my camera out for it. But back then it was just, it was, it was magical. That's, that's all I can say. But more than, more than anything else, it just, I, I, I can't really put it into words. It was just something clicked. And it was kind of like at that moment, I knew that this was where I needed to be. This is what, I needed to do to be able to express myself, to be able to connect with Mother Nature, and then to be able to share it with others in the hopes that they are able to connect with not only the storm photography and Mother Nature, but whatever is going on in their lives. Wow, that's that's incredible, man. I think you put that really well, you know, and um, just like that whole, um, what do you call it, purpose on, you know, capturing the storm. There's so much more purpose behind it. That's awesome. I love, I love to hear that. But um, I can totally relate about connecting with Mother Nature. Like, you know, I, uh, I'm the same. I love to do a lot of different genre of photography. But when I do astrophotography, it's, it's just especially when I do like, you know, like, um, like an adventure astrophotography. It's just like something that really excites me, you know, like everything feels like like nothing else matter. And I think I know, like, as soon as you say that, you know, you connect with the nature, it's like, I think I know that feeling. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, going through your journey. So you're, uh, um, like, um, you, you're, are you doing this full time or uh, part time or just um, kind of as a side hustle at the moment? And what are your plans for the future? Uh, so when I first started, uh, like actually shooting storm photography. Uh, it took a year or two just to learn how to forecast properly, um, you know, and then not only that, but, you know, finding the time to be able to chase. Uh, you know, for those who are not familiar with storm chasing, uh, the United States Midwest is, is vast. Um, Tornado Alley, as it's called, uh, stretches from Texas all the way up into North Dakota, uh, Montana, Wyoming, Minnesota, Iowa. So there's a large area you have to cover sometimes. And uh, I never started out full-time or even part-time. I would just kind of, there was a local setup that I could get to a few hours away. I would end up, you know, getting off work at two or three o'clock, driving four hours and hoping I could catch the end of the storm. Um, slowly after that, uh, 2018, 2019, um, when 2020 rolled around, I had plans to actually take off a month, maybe two months and chase. Well. COVID-19 hit and that just completely crushed any plans for chasing. So I ended up uh, ended up maybe chasing eight days that year and it was probably the roughest moment of my life as far as photography is concerned because I just got 
I got super depressed, you know, because there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of setups that I know I could have brought back spectacular work that I just couldn't chase just due to, due to work. Um, I'm a travel healthcare nurse and, you know, working at surgery, a lot of people ended up being, uh, not laid off, but they ended up being sent home or either working on different floors. And as a traveler, I'm required to come in and pick up the slack. So it really required me to come in and, you know, just really focus my attention more so on work than photography. Um, but I'm, I kind of put a goal in my mind that, okay, 2021 is going to be the year. I'm just going to take, I'm going to take off the whole summer, spring, summer. I, I got off work uh, May 9th, I think my contract ended and just hit it as hard as I could probably drove 60 plus thousand miles within the span of like three months. And uh, I'm glad I did because things just kind of, things just really fell and clicked into this beautiful journey that I never thought I would have uh, went on. Even with even with storm photography, like I knew it was something I wanted to shoot, but I never thought I would be this passionate about it. But last year, last year just it did something. You know, it it really put that chip on my shoulder that you know I can do this. Wow, that's awesome, man! I mean, first of all, thank you for you know all your services as a nurse, and um, you know it's it's incredible that you still have time after you know um, being a nurse because I know it's it's a uh, it's 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 a one of the toughest work out there um i've got a few nurse friends uh, myself and you still have the time um or you still make the time to go out there and um you know chase this as your passion and i think that's really cool you know um that's something that i always tell everyone like you know you don't have to pursue your passion full time but make sure you have a passion and do that like um, make sure that you make time for it because otherwise what's what's life without it right yeah, you're, you're definitely right, man. I mean, I started out, you know, just kind of shooting after work to kind of going, you know, kind of part time. And uh, luckily with the job that I do, I signed 13 week contracts at various hospitals. So I can, you know, basically just work during the off season and now work full time in storm chasing. Um, so it makes it very easy for me to uh, to just have that time off and really chase that passion. So last year I did it. This year I'm going to do it even harder. And this is what I'm going to do the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life, probably. That's awesome, man. That is, is so, ex that sounds so exciting. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just like, ah, oh, man, like I could feel the goosebumps. Like, man, that would be <laughs> such an awesome thing to just storm chase. Um, how's that um, dynamic between the two? Like, do you enjoy being a nurse? And, um, you know, are you planning to still do it as a part-time? Because I know some people really love their profession, right? Um, and But they love <laughs> photography as well, and they find that balance. Uh, but or um, are you, you know, is, is your passion, is, do you find that your passion is in storm uh, photography now that you're going to shift into that full time? What, what are your plans in the future? Uh, so my passion is in storm photography, 100%. Um, the thing about storm storms in the U.S. is that we kind of have a season. So from, you know, mid-April up to August, September, October is kind of like a, what I would call the elbow months for the season. That's when you get your bulk of uh, severe weather in the United States. So it kind of makes it easy for if you want to uh, pursue storm photography and storm chasing full time, but then still work a job afterwards, makes it kind of easy. As long as you have a job that's flexible or seasonal, you can always work in the fall and winter and take spring and summer off. Um, that's kind of been my plan at the moment. I've been, a, I've been a surgical tech in a LPN for the past 12 years of my life. I've worked in surgery for 12 years now. Um, I, I'm not sure if that spark is still there like it once was. I do enjoy it. I enjoy going to these 
new hospitals and meeting new people. But when it comes to the actual surgery, I've done it for so long, it's just become you know routine for me almost. Um, so that's something that I've been contemplating, whether or not I want to try a different career path or you know maybe just sit back and really focus on just promoting storm photography and storm chasing uh, year round. Um, and who knows? I, I don't know. The thing about you know doing work is that I find that it kind of helps you uh, balance out some of the stress of being a photographer. Um, because it can be a very stressful and, you know, it can be a very stressful job, you know, especially when you have months of no sales or limited sales and the bills start piling up and things of that nature. Um, and honestly, I've enjoyed being able to work part time, help people and then still be able to pursue my passion forward. Yeah, man, like I, I totally agree with you, like, you know, like sometimes that um, shift between um, creativity and um I suppose you know the the stuff that's not less that that's the, are less creative, right? Um, um, most of the nine to five job are less creative um, compared to photography. It it does help out the balance, right? I feel like you know as a human being, we kind of need the two to stimulate one or the other. Um, but I, I get what you mean with the with this like you know getting things um, repeated and it becomes like a, a routine. Um, that's one thing I could not handle as well. And I know some people love routine. But you know that's why I decided to do a travel photography because like when you travel, there's always something new, right? New people, new places, and yeah, mm -hmm. I I can't handle the routine as well. So I know exactly what you mean. That's cool, man. And so you know it's been um, one long journey for you and uh, to get to where you are right now. And you you started to you know um, do tours and stuff. You you do NFT. You have pretty good success in there as well. But along the way what are some of your biggest struggle um you know in that journey that make you almost if if there is any moment that make you want to quit photography and and ended up um you know all together and you know you know because i know that i have that moment where i just like i don't know if you know i still want to do this and stuff mm -hmm. so do you have that moment uh if not then what are what one of your uh biggest struggle within the journey uh, I would say my biggest struggle was uh, shortly after I kind of like learned how to uh, forecast with storm or storm chasing and, you know, put myself in the right positions. And I started having those opportunities to catch storms. Uh, I really struggled with being able to convey my emotions within the photos. I couldn't get my edits to properly display how I, how I either felt at that time when I was doing the storm or how I felt at the moment. Um, I always look at art as an extension of yourself. It's an extension of your emotions. What you're, what you're putting out there is an extension of you literally. And, you're, and it's looking right back at you. So when you're not truly connected with it, for me as an artist, not as a photographer, but as an artist, it doesn't sit right with me. And I became really frustrated with that to the point to where I still wanted to storm chase, but I, I wanted to put down the camera because if you can't convey, for me personally, if I can't convey my emotions, and that's the number one thing that I want to do is convey my emotions so others can feel it, then it, I'm failing as an artist. But I really had to, you know, put aside a lot of the doubt, a lot of that, a lot of that failure and use it as, as fuel, you know, um, because many people give up when they're feeling frustrated, when they feel like they can't do this. But the one thing about art is that you're always chasing something that you're never going to find success in. As an artist, you can 
you can never say that you're 100% successful or you know, 100% perfect in that journey. You're always reaching for something different. You're always looking to convey something different. And once I realized that, that's when, ironically, that's when I was able to start, for some reason, finding how I wanted to convey uh, my emotions through my photography, but then B, really putting into perspective what being an artist is. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that being an artist is a never ending job. <laughs> you know, you're going to take this job to your deathbed and not feel like you've done your best. Yeah, wow, that's that's so inspiring. Um, you know, like when when I first studied engineer, like I studied engineer because it was like um, you know the easiest spot. I, I always saw it as the easiest spot to to you know um, have like a comfortable life. Um, and I used to look at this art students, and I was like, oh man, this guy's just what are they doing? They're not doing anything, you know, <laughs> just like slapping things together and like. And then, you know, ironically, I, I, I pursue something that's artistic. And when I started photography, I, I know exactly what you meant. It's like, you know, as an artist, it's just, it is one of the hardest um, thing to do in life. Like, you know, it's, it's you, it, you, you're creating something, like you say, you, you need to create something that's truly connect to you until, uh, so that you can be proud of it. Because otherwise, even though they're as beautiful as it is and people love it, you just go like, yeah, it's okay, <laughs> right? Do you get yeah. that feeling? <laughs> I know exactly what you're feeling. I know that feeling, man. Oh my God. I've had that so much on like just Instagram before this whole NFT explosion. I, you know, people would say, oh my God, I love this photo. I'm like, eh, it's okay. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's, you know, it's, it's all right. I, and I, I really hate how, you know, the popular places are, you know, at the popular time is the one that get most exposure and likes, right? And that yeah. is just like, it's wild. oh, like it's so, I mean, like thousands and thousands of people would have this exact same shot. Like, you know, I'm not that proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it, it's so funny that you say that as an artist, it's a never ending um, journey. And um, that's, that's something that, you know, a, a perspective I, I guess I knew deep inside, <clears throat> but I didn't know it until you, you said it. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that, man. That's, that is so true. Um, but, you know, as an artist, I think the hardest part is having that self-doubt, having that imposter syndrome, right? Um, thinking that, um, will I ever make it? And what you say was, was great because um, I think not only as an artist, but as an artist, I think this is a lot more apparent that usually the journey is flatline, right? A really small rise. And then all of a sudden something happened that makes it all the difference. And then that's where everything become exponential, right? And that's why the people that doesn't give up are the people that made it, that the people that passed that, that, that point. Um, but what are some of the things that you, that, that, um, that had helped you to get out of this like imposter syndrome or, um, you know, your self doubt, um, and to keep, to just keep going, to believe in the process, believe in your journey and believe in your goal. I would say that having friends who have been there through the ups and downs, who can talk me off that ledge of, you know, whenever I'm feeling a certain type of way, they can remind me that, hey, you know, this is not the way that you should feel. You know who you are. You know who you are during the up times. Why are you feeling like this during the down, down times? And, uh, you know, really kind of uplift you because it's, it's human nature to feel down sometimes. And it's perfectly normal. Um, for me personally, I've now found the ability to somehow be able to create when I'm at like my worst, you know, and I think that being able to tr 
um, translate like those feelings of when I'm feeling that self-doubt and uh, you know the the failures of life, being able to translate that into my photos, it's actually kind of a therapy for me. And then it just kind of, I don't know, it, it makes the journey much easier. So those feelings of quitting or feeling like I'm an insufficient artist, I've, I haven't had those in a long time now, but it's because I know how to, I know that I've been here before. And more importantly, I know how to take those emotions, those negative emotions, and turn them into positives by releasing them out through my photos into the world and then seeing other people, you know, even though they don't know what I'm feeling at the moment, um, message me on Instagram or Twitter, you know, thanking me for posting the picture and, you know, saying, oh, I was feeling this type of way and this picture just kind of resonated with it. And then here you are sparking up a natural conversation about those emotions that you were feeling with sometimes a complete stranger. Um, there's a very beautiful thing in that. And it's helped me a ton along with my friends. And it's just kind of a, just kind of a snowball effect, I guess you could say. And uh, it's really helped me on my, my journey a lot. And it just, it helps to push my passion even further, seeing other people not only resonate with it, but help them in their personal life. Cool, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely one of the things that um, had kept me going a lot, um, especially through, you know, the hard times when you get like people that are inspired with, the, you know, our journey. And, you know, that's, um, you know, and man, I started this journey and never thought that people would, would do that. Right. And just like you, just like what you say, I think that that really fuel, you know, who we are as an artist, because um, then, you know, we kind of feel that our work is not just being ignored. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought there again. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> um, what was I woke up so early, man. <laughs> and I'm trying, I, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, I'm trying to do this. Uh, not, not too much um, coffee thing. So it, it kind of like um, doesn't really help as well. Um, what I was going to say was um, with, with your journey and, um, you know, a lot of that um, negative thinking, is that mostly like just in your head or is that actually something that you, you know something that um had happened over and over again um and um you know what you say was um the, this messages and you know like people appreciation can really make a difference right uh but for like a small creator who kind of just started right um it, it might they might not have that um what do you call it mass switch um to be able to to have enough uh people to kind of be able to see their work and have that appreciation what would you say um to them on you know what are the things they should do to be able to um push past this and keep going um until that critical point where they you know in quotation mark make it mm -hmm. I, I would say and you know every person is different so uh what has helped me probably won't help somebody else but it may uh i would say to to really focus on your vision with your work. Uh, everything that's happened to me uh, on a positive level, you know, regard, you know, whether or not it's NFT sales, print sales, um, working with tour companies now, but storm chasing, it's been a byproduct of really focusing and sinking on my vision. Um, I've had a lot of friends on Instagram who have really, they focused on gaining that following, you know, just chasing that big number, you know, gaining that, those large amounts of likes. And, you know, they would always, you know, try to feature me on feature pages and things of that nature. And, you know, 
it was always about the numbers. And luckily for me, like even when I first started out, it was like for me, those things never counted. They they never mattered. Um, and the reason why is that that's not what I was after. I never looked at photography as a business. And ironically, I still don't look at it as a business. What I do put my focus on is my vision, what I want to portray in my art, and then let things just go, you know, because if you're not focused on that, then your mind's going to be all over the place. You're going to be chasing those numbers, chasing those likes, trying to get the attention of people. And for me personally, that's not what art was about. For me, it was about releasing, releasing the negative things that have happened in my life into my art and then having people resonate with it. Now, you know, regardless of if it's, you know, 10 people, 100 people, 1000 people, that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, if there's one person who resonates with it, then I am successful as an artist. It doesn't matter if I've made money off of it or not. Um, I think for a lot of us who are within the NFT space, especially when you when you look at the way where people you know, sometimes chase money and things of that nature, you got to realize that part of being an artist is not necessarily focusing on the money. Let that be a byproduct of what you're trying to go after. So really focus in on your vision, what you're wanting to actually portray with your art, and then just let it be. Let let the failures and the successes you know ride because it's going to be a wave no matter what. It's rare for people to you know come out with their art and then instantly just skyrocket. You know, as an artist, it's almost a duty to go through the highs and lows and enjoy the journey because that's what makes being an artist great is being able to navigate it. That's awesome, man. That's such a great advice. And um, I think like um, people have that um, have that unrealistic expectation of thinking that, you know, if if you made it in Instagram, then you made it as an artist. And, you know, I think that's that's a bit backward because um, that's not why we started photography. I'm sure it wasn't Instagram, right? <laughs> Instagram yeah. is just a platform, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I think. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Oh, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people kind of found inspiration through the Instagram platform, but then, you know, with the influencer thing and, you know, obviously, you know, seeing numbers, big numbers as humans, we're automatically, we gravitate towards that. Now you want all the money, you want all the followers, you want all the likes, but I've been very lucky in that that was never, ever my focus ever. Like no matter what I've been through, I've never been like, you know, oh, I need to have this many followers to, you know, I need to have more reach. I need to have more this, that, because at the end of the day, my vision with my art doesn't correlate with that. Um, and like I said, everything has been a byproduct of the grind. You know, I've done photography for six years now and just recently started having success with it a year or two ago. Um, four years was a long time to, you know, not have success. But the thing is, is I've been happy without that success. And even if my, you know, successes overnight just alter and I go back to making no money on this, guess what? Still going to be out chasing the storm. Still going to be out just putting my emotions to it and going from there. That that is so awesome, man. Like, um, you know, one of the best advice. Um, I mean, it's one of the reason why I do this podcast because people literally look at um, Instagram and think that you know these people just like born yesterday and have 20, 30, 50,000 followers and they're like, okay, I want to do that as well, right? It's, it's not like that. And, you know, you just shared the grind and the journey and um, it's, it's just, you know, for listener who's out there, who's like in this space, like, um, you know, it, 
there'll be a, a time, there'll be a time where, you know, everything makes a difference and everything just makes sense, right? And it might not today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be in next month or next year. But if that's something you love, then you just remember your why, right? And I really love about what you say there because you just stick to, um, you just remember why you started or why you do um, storm photography and you just stick with that and you just kept going because of that. So that's, that's so, um, it's such a good advice. Um, and hopefully creators out there who, you know, are feeling this feeling can resonate with this and can take this as a, as an advice. Um, and so what you do is incredibly dangerous, right? Not only from the storm, but also from um, the traffic, the, the, the weather, you know, um, all this stuff. If the storm turning the other way towards you and stuff like that. Have you ever have, have you ever been into in, in, in a sticky moment where you just go like, ah, <laughs> I shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. Me and my uh, storm chasing partner, Matt Holland, we've had a couple of uh, instances where it was like, Oh, it's time to go. Um, we almost got mowed down by a potential tornado last year in South Dakota. Uh, I also almost got struck by lightning twice last year. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen. But I know storm chasers who have been struck by lightning multiple times at that. So it's definitely a dangerous thing to do. Um, not, and again, like you mentioned, not only with the actual storms, you know, whether or not it's a tornado or um, lightning, uh, other chasers who are out there driving erratically. Um, wildly because we oftentimes chase until sunset and kind of through sunset and then we're driving back in the dark well where we're at in the midwest it's very uh it's very desolate there are a lot of deer or wherever you're at uh whether or not it's deer or elk depending on where you're chasing at um and people get into wrecks all the time so it is a very dangerous uh dangerous genre of photography to get into um that's why i always have advertised when people approach me about storm chasing and you know they're asking me questions about you know oh where should i go you know where where should i go where should i go i want to see a storm and i'm saying saying to them you know do you know do you know what you're looking at in the sky you know can you tell if this storm is about to produce a tornado before it produces a tornado can you tell if the storm is strengthening or weakening and then do you know your position relative to the storm because it's very important extremely important and the last thing I would want to see is anybody uh, getting into danger or potentially dying because I told them of a spot to go to and then they're in front of the storm and don't know what to do. That's yeah, that's that's awesome that you did that. Um, I know that um, people kind of don't people who doesn't understand just think like, oh, yeah, just go to a spot and watch this. And um, I, I remember I was reading because uh, I wanted to do, you know, the storm chasing. I remember I was reading up a lot about it and it was it was crazy how the biggest um, <clears throat> casualty was um, happened because of um, car accidents, um, you know, because yeah. that's just I was just like, oh, like, you know, the, the actual danger is not the storm but, or the lightning, but it was actually the the, 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 the other chasers. Yeah, other chasers yeah. and people yeah. are, you know, looking at the storm and they didn't pay attention to the road when they were driving. Mm -hmm. So um, actually one of my idol or in one of the, the, the photographer that got, um, that got me into um, you know, shooting storms and lightning um, back in Perth was um, died because of a car accident. I'm very sad about it, but yeah, it, was, it just goes to show how 
how crazy it, it can be. But uh, t tell me about that moment when um, you almost get caught in a tornado. I, um, I, I love how you just say <laughs> that and you just like brush it away as if it was like, you know, big yeah. deal. I was like, hold on, hold on. You almost get swept by a tornado. What happened there? I just almost, almost. <laughs> yeah, so we were, uh, me and Matt were chasing in South Dakota and uh, we end up uh, driving down to the storm. Our original target, just it didn't pan out. And I could tell that the storm that was south of us, it was the storm to be on. So we're driving down to it and, uh, and I see it. And you know, it's just this massive storm. It's what we call a high precipitation supercell, which means that it's dumping a lot of rain and within what we call the, uh, the mezzo, it's rain wrap. So you can't see if there's a tornado or not in it. Um, you can see it on radar, but visually, it's very hard to see if there's a tornado or not in it. So while we're driving down the interstate, the storm is probably seven or eight miles to our, to our west. Uh, it's putting down a tornado. Um, you can see it on radar that it's putting out a massive tornado. So we, we start to get in position to where we were going to be able to shoot the storm because it had some some decent structure on it. And uh, you know, we're trying to get east of the storm so that we can get a really nice visual of it. Well, I make this critical mistake of having us go south a little too early. And um, sometimes what happens with these storms is they will deviate, uh, which means basically they're moving a certain direction, but when they get really strong, they'll start to turn erratically. And I knew within a mile or two of making that decision to go south that we had made the wrong decision. So we literally stopped. And within, this is where it becomes really important to uh, A, know where you're at, B, visually be able to see what the storm is doing, um, C, visually be able to see what it's doing on radar. Um, because radar was, looking at the radar, I was like, this storm is turning right into us. And it's probably putting out a tornado right now. We might get caught. So within a, matter of 30 seconds me and my partner were like can we make it back north nope okay which way are we going to get out of this so we end up being able to uh go a little bit further east on some dirt roads which kind of suck if you get uh if the storm ends up overtaking you which it kind of did so we got caught into the uh outer circulation of a potential tornado now the tornado itself had lifted uh there was a little bit of circulation but i don't think there's anything tornadic down but we ended up having to drive through 95 mile per hour straight line winds for about a good 10 minutes. And it was gnarly. You know, we knew we were safe just because we could tell by the wind direction that we were out of the area of what we call the bear's cage, basically where the tornado might be. But it's still very hard when you have trees getting blown down into the road. Uh, you can't see anything because the rain's getting blown straight into you. And uh, I don't know. I wish I would have been streaming that live on Instagram just so people can really see what it's like when you're in those situations because sometimes you have to make life or death decisions within a minute or two. Um, granted, that storm had already lifted up this tornado, but if it had not, there's a very high chance that we could have been in the outer bands of the tornado. And you know, knowing how to get out of those situations, it's very important being out there, especially when there's other chasers who could potentially block the roads or you know, just drive slow because they don't know what they're doing. And, but you know yourself, like you're in a very dangerous spot. You got to go, go, go. So that's why I advise people to just really be safe when they're out chasing. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, find somebody who does join a tour. There's plenty of tours out there where people who do know what they do, know what to do can keep you safe because 
we want everybody to live and go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's a, that's a wild, wild story. Um, yeah. <laughs> man, I just, yeah, I was just, I was just like imagining being, you know, being like sitting on your passenger seat and um, going through that. I'd be like, uh, we're about to lift off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's insane. Um, yeah. So thanks a lot for sharing your journey, sharing your, um, you know, your struggles. And I think it's important to, to, um, for, um, photographers who kind of already made our, um, our journey, um, further, um, to share that, you know, it's not, it's not all fun and game. Like there's a lot of things that, that goes through it. And it was great to be able to, to, to hear your perspective um, on how to get out of it as well. But, um, now I'd love to hear about your successes. You know, what are some of your proudest moments um, being a photographer? Um, I know you you you, you kind of started the the tour what last year or this year or something like that. Uh, so I helped out with a tour company last year, and uh, I think that kind of kind of helped me realize that I really wanted to take others out to see storms um, because seeing those those client space where we got in front of massive supercells that had beautiful structure and you know, they see us get giddy and then it's like, they know like, oh my God, this is it. And it, it's, it's, it's very weird how storms are because they can go from looking just, you know, kind of garbagey and whatever. And then you, you'll slowly see it start to take structure and, you know, people who have chased, we could, we could tell we're like, oh, it's starting to do it. And then clients start getting happy and they're like, oh, is this going to be it? And then the next thing you know, you have this massive supercell and everybody's cheering. They're going crazy. They're getting the shots they want. You're getting the shots you want. It's just a very beautiful thing. So uh, this year, I'm actually co-leading uh, co with two different tour companies uh, on some of their workshops. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm, I'm excited to get the chance to take other people out again and uh, you know just see if we can get in front of some storms. Um, the one thing about storm chasing is it's there's no guarantee with what we can get. Um, so it can be it can it can be hard. You know, we have you know especially with climate change and the way things have been in the U.S. You can have weeks of you know just nothing and you know if you're caught on a workshop with that it's it gets very hard because even though people know uh you know we can't guarantee them something you know in the back of your mind you're still expecting you know something you know even though you know it so uh, i'm just i'm excited i'm very excited to take some people out and uh, hopefully we can catch some some supercell structure some tornadoes some lightning and also eat some good food because you know i love my food <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, you know that's that's cool that you 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 get to find that um, last year and you know continuing forward with that momentum. Um, and I know that you you made really good success in the NFT world as well. Uh, but you know, out of everything that had happened um, in your journey, what are some of your proudest moments? That you know, it, it could be something that um, that had happened with with the business or with the NFT or with um, with your tour or maybe it's just a moment that you're managed to capture with your camera what you know do you, do you have that moment that you think about you know if nothing else like if everything else didn't happen this one moment makes everything worth it i do have that moment right now but i know it's going to be replaced uh later on down the road as i'm chasing mm -hmm. um for me i would say my most successful moment was capturing the lubbock texas supercell last year uh, if you're in the NFT space, that piece is called Breaching the Void on Foundation. And it was the first piece that I ever sold on Foundation. And I sold it to Vince, AKA Cactus. But uh, what made that moment successful for me was the way the storm just 
ended up producing this gorgeous structure and the lighting that was underneath it while we had dust blowing everywhere. It really kind of symbolized what my journey has been within uh, nursing uh, and my personal life. Um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of things that I've been through personally. I don't talk about it much, but I've had to make a lot of sacrifices to get to where I am now. Um, and some sacrifices were just they were they were very life changing. I'll just put it that way. Um, for me, seeing that storm. And just at that very moment, feeling like it was just accumulation of all of the emotions and things that I've been through. Like, I, I don't know how to really explain it, but it just, it was a bittersweet moment, I guess you could say, because it was everything that I had been looking for so far with storm chasing. Like, I had already photographed some beautiful supercells, but that supercell and those 20 to 30 minutes of conditions that we had with it were just, life-changing for me um and then you know the edit that i incorporated with it really helped to push home what i as a storm chaser feel i was able to really uh you know like i said thank you very much for being here justin um we i had a great time chatting with you and listening to your journey and your wisdom so um that was amazing yeah it's been a pleasure thank you for having me on and uh i've been a fan of your work for a long time obviously we've talked on instagram for what i don't know a year or two now and uh Keep doing what you do, man. I love see. I love seeing your aurora work, dude. Your aurora panels are just mind-blowingly good. So I may, I may need some advice from you. Maybe we can do like a little trade, you know? Yeah, man. Awesome. That would be awesome. But I appreciate your kind words very much. Thank you, Justin. All right, we can't as well. That was one awesome episode, and um, yeah, you can check out his work um, on the comment below uh, through different social media. Um, but also check out, um, you know, his print shop if that's something that you want to um, support him or you want it hanging on your wall. I know um, he got just amazing, amazing shot of the storms that I could never dream of. Um, yeah, you're one of one of my favorite um, storm chaser. There are like a good handful that like, you know, truly my favorite. And um, I, I truly like when I saw your photo, it was just like very different. You know, um, it's not only about the storm so i really love watching that um, from you know from your work so um but yeah like um if you do want to chase storm you know like justin said hit him up on the tours or find other tours before you try to do it yourself if it's especially if, you, if it's your first time um you know not it's it's i mean it, it might cost you a little bit more but at the end of the day your life is precious more precious than money so uh, but thanks a lot for tuning in, Wiki Hunters. And um, if you haven't already, so hit the subscribe button, um, hit Justin up, say thank you if that um, you know what he said has really resonated with you. Um, as you as you said earlier, these are the things that kept us going, and we really appreciate it. So we'll see you guys in the next episode.